Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. Nice to have you along for the ride. And uh, we've got Mike Houston coming up in a matter of moments. A uh, long opening drive here with uh, the man who is uh, the head of the, at the helm of the Pirate uh, football program. Our uh, weekly conversation with uh, Mike Houston during a game week. Georgia State is up next. It's the first road game of the year for the Pirates. That'll be certainly a, uh, a different experience. And um, in this era of COVID, certainly things I'm sure will change. Uh, we'll get into all of that with Coach Houston in a matter of seconds. Ben Byron producing uh, here today. And uh, the ref, intern uh, Philip, is uh, hanging out with us uh, here as uh, well. Uh, the game at noon, Saturday, as uh, Georgia State will be the opponent in Atlanta at uh, the old Turner Field. And uh, we'll have uh, coverage right here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship of the Pirates, beginning at 9 a.m. with our uh, Pirate Game Day countdown, driven by Doug Henry Automotive. Let's welcome in the coach of the uh, Pirates here uh, as uh, we're just getting underway on this uh, Tuesday. Coach Mike Houston with us here. Coach, always uh, appreciate the time you give us here during game weeks. Welcome aboard, and thanks so much. Sure thing. Thanks for having me on. Well, Coach, let's – Talk about a, kind of the upon further review after the film study, uh, the, the positives that you may have uh, taken away that weren't so evident perhaps uh, in the aftermath of Saturday and then the areas of improvement. Well, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, the biggest, the biggest positive I take away from Saturday is, you know, looking at the first half, um, you know, certainly a great drive to start the game offensively, going up 7 nothing. Um, you know, UCF comes back, ties it at 7. Uh, and then, you know, from there, you know, getting a situation where, you know, we turn the ball over three times mm-hmm. over the span of, you know, the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second quarter. And really, you know, two of those in our own territory, the other one just across the 50, uh, you know, putting us in really, really bad situations. Uh, you look up with five minutes and some change to go in the half, and it's 13-7. So I think the way our defense performed the first 40 some odd 48 plays uh, of the game uh, showed tremendous improvement. And that's with a group that, you know, you're, you're playing a lot of true freshmen. You know, you're playing a lot of guys playing in their first games as Pirates. And uh, the way we, you know, handled the tempo, 
the way we were on the same page during that span, um, you know, the way we ran and hit, uh, you know, certainly showed some some pretty solid improvement uh, over last season. Uh, now, you know, you give UCF that many opportunities, you know, they're going to bite you in the tail eventually, and it, and it got us in the last two or three minutes of the half, um, which really, you know, that little span right there in the first couple of minutes of the second half was the difference in the ball game. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, but I, I think that's one big positive I take away from the game. One of the things, uh, and it at least uh, seemed to be evident on on Saturday, uh, and and this was sort of reminiscent of, of past Mike Houston football teams. Pirates ran the ball really well, especially at the certain times early on when they were able to hang on to it. But but overall, you look at the numbers, uh, and uh, ECU ran the ball very very effectively on Saturday. Well, I mean, I think you saw some improvement in our play up front on the offensive line. Um, I think everyone saw, you know, what I've been so excited about in the running back room. Uh, you know, again, you know, address the ball security stuff. But, uh, you know, I thought that, uh, you know, you saw some bright spots from that group, especially those two young backs, Raji Harris and Keaton Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I really, I hate the, I hate the penalty there, you know, in the, in, in the second half that called back the long touchdown run by Raji Harris, you know, really robbing him of his first college touchdown. Um, you know, but it just, you know, you saw what has been so exciting for me watching during practice there. So, you know, certainly have to be encouraged by that. You, you've talked a little bit about Raji Harris, and boy, it was kind of heartbreaking to have that uh, touchdown called back. And as you've gotten to, to, to know him, what kind of kid would you say Raji Harris is uh, to the Pirate Nation? How would you – explain him to, to someone uh, that's a, an ECU football fan. The kind of kid you want representing your program, you know, comes from a very solid family. Um, you know, his dad is just a, a solid guy, you know, raised Raji correctly. Um, and, you know, so Raji, strong character. He's a winner, um, you know, a big, bright smile. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be that kid that's always, always going to be enjoyable to coach and, uh, you know, he, he's going to be one that Pirate Nation is going to embrace and love uh, as they get to know him throughout his career. Yeah. Uh, Coach Mike Houston with us uh, here, ECU at Georgia State on Saturday. Uh, Coach, a lot of penalties in this game. UCF had a lot of uh, yep. somewhat uncharacteristic penalties, Pirates in double digits, which is is something you may see early on. Uh, you certainly want to have cut back. Uh, but it, it was, was that a mechanism of – uh, what would you say that was a mechanism of just kind of the first game? Are we going to see a lot of this early on? You think? Well, I, mean, I think ours. Um, when I look at, at most of them, uh, you had a couple by you know first first year players, mm-hmm. you know young guys. And mm-hmm. Sometimes that happens. Uh, you had some special teams that we got to get corrected, uh, and some of that was fundamentals. Um, you know, just you know, some of our drops we were taking, the way we were engaging uh, you know players. Um, you had a couple of holds offensively on the perimeter that, you know, were, were great effort plays by, by our wideouts. But, you know, they've got to make sure that, you know, they're using proper fundamentals and hands, hand placement, and they've got to make sure that they keep their feet moving, uh, you know, because when you get in a situation where you're pulling at the defender by the jersey, you know, that's not, you know, that's not what we teach. And, and obviously that's going to get a flag every time, and that's what, that's what called Raji's play back and mm-hmm. called, called another long run back. So, um, you know, nothing that's just, uh, you know, not correctable. Um, we had one after the whistle penalty that, uh, you know, that's, those are the ones I can't stand. You know, the, the, the pre-snap, the post-snap ones are the ones that uh, drive a coach crazy. So the ones between the whistles, you can get corrected. 
Coach, uh, evaluate, or what is the evaluation, I guess, of, of Holton's play in game one? I mean, certainly Holton did some good things. Um, you know, Holton has high expectations for his performance. I have high expectations for Holton's performance. So, uh, obviously, there's a lot we can correct. Um, I would I would anticipate him playing much better this week just because that's the way he is. He takes a lot of pride in his performance. Um, you know, he knows some things that, uh, you know, he made mistakes. And his mistakes really come from just trying to do too much sometimes. Right, yeah. Uh, with that, you know, you can, you, can, you can appreciate that competitive spirit. So, um, you know, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, you, you want to see him correct pretty quickly because of the experience he has and he's very self-aware. So, uh, you know, made some mistakes decision-making-wise. Um, I'm confident he'll get that corrected this week, and I expect him to play very well Saturday. Coach, uh, boy, uh, you, you weren't uh, kidding. I mean, UCF, just, just watching them in the stadium on, on Saturday, uh, uh, even better than they had looked on, on television against Georgia Tech the week prior. I mean, this is a, a top-ten caliber program, perhaps the best, probably the best that the Pirates will face this year. And, and I thought their secondary was really physical and maybe gave uh, some of your receivers yeah. at times some real trouble. I thought they were much improved defensively. Uh, over a year ago, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I think I thought that was the difference in the ball game. You know, their ability to mix coverages up on CJ and then be able to play some of our wideouts man to man. I mean, I, it, you know, like thirty-one, the the nickel mm-hmm. uh, for them. Mm-hmm. You know, his ability to play Tyler Sneed man and fit the run. Um, he's a special player. I mean, he's a he's a play on Sunday, uh, all day player. Uh, of course, he, you know, he started his career as a five-star, you know, at the University of Alabama uh, and playing down there. So, obviously, his talent level is very high. But uh, I thought that they were much improved defensively. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, they're ranked in the top ten nationally, even with all the conferences being ranked, Big Ten, Pac-12, everybody, they're right. still ranked in the top ten nationally. So, I think they may be better than they were a year ago. No, it's it's a, a good program, undoubtedly. I mean, it's it's one of the top programs in the country. Uh, Pirates will will take on Georgia State. One thing I was curious to ask you about as uh, Coach Mike Houston joins us here, Georgia, I guess, is playing high school football. I, will you all be able to to kind of get out? I don't know if you're recruiting any kids actively right now in Georgia with the way everything's going, but uh, are you able to do that, or is that not just something that's that's factored in on this trip because things are so tight with the with the travel? Well, we'd, we'd love to. We're recruiting a ton of kids from Georgia. We've got a couple of them committed uh, from down there. But uh, now the NCAA has a ban on all recruiting through the end of the year. So we are not allowed to do any off-campus recruiting. The only recruiting we can do is via phone or Zoom. Gotcha. So even in a normal year, you obviously would have coaches maybe out trying to – Oh, yeah. Yeah, to hit yeah. that, hit you, that they'd state out, this they'd, Friday. They'd be out – they're out every Friday. Yeah. You know, we, we're all across the state of North Carolina or, you know, playing in Atlanta on Saturday. We would be all over the Atlanta area Friday night watching high school football games, but uh, don't have that uh, don't have that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, some fans had asked about that, so I wanted to, to get that question in uh, uh, to you here. Appreciate you answering it. Uh, Coach Houston with us here. Georgia State uh, seems like a real, really solid, but really physical football team. Very. And, uh, you know, Sean Elliott and I, we, we've known each other since his days as the O-line coach at App, and I was a uh, defense coordinator at Lenore Ryan. So uh, yeah, I know Sean very, very well. Uh, he was at South Carolina when I was at the Citadel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is his fifth year at Georgia State. And, you know, when I flip on the film, I see a, 
a program that looks like, you know, the coach has been there for a while, has developed his roster. Uh, I think certainly the way they play fits his personality. Uh, they're very physical up front on both sides of the football. Very, very good offensive line. Uh, that defense, they really, really play hard, you know, very physical. Um, you know, really talented skill kids across the board on both sides. Uh, the quarterback, uh, you know, six five dual threat athlete, uh, you know, is going to give us problems uh, with his feet. Is going to give us problems throwing the ball. Uh, and right now, I think their running back is, uh, I think, leading leading the country in yards per game rushing. So, um, you know, challenging challenging first opponent. Uh, I thought they really outplayed Louisiana Lafayette in mm-hmm. the opener. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the whole game. And Lafayette popped a couple of big plays in the fourth quarter that sent the game to overtime, and then uh, they won it in overtime. But really, for three and a half quarters, Georgia State dominated that game physically. So um, we're going to be very, very challenged Saturday. Really good football team. You know, obviously a team that knocked off uh, Tennessee last year, went to a bowl game. So, you know, it's, it's a program that, you know, it went through its struggles. You know, there were some there were some tough, tough times now early on with, with Sean there. and. Uh, but it's it's one where you know they've had a plan and they've methodically built uh, the program from the ground up and uh, very solid team. Yeah, you, you talked about their back dusted coach. I mean, he's uh, maybe as you mentioned, uh, leading rusher. What about him that you've seen on film makes him? I mean, is he can he kind of do a little bit of everything? I mean, run up the middle, burst of speed kind of guy. Yeah, he's he's uh, you know not not the tallest in the world. So uh, you know he's five eleven. Uh, but solid 200 pounder, really good feet, uh, good acceleration, speed, vision. So, you know, he's a guy that can run over you. He can make you miss. He can run away from you. So, you know, he's, he's a good one and he's very experienced, old, older player. Yeah. They had, uh, the, the unfortunate incident with, I guess, misread tests that cost them the game, cost Charlotte a home game. And I think that's just right. shows you how precarious this whole thing is. There's the contact tracing, which you've talked about, we've oh, yeah. talked with you about, but there's also that factor. I mean, boy, that there's not enough keeping coaches up at night now. You know, somebody misreads a test at a lab, and and that that could be devastating as well. I mean, again, I think that just speaks to how fragile everything is right now in a lot of ways. You know, the contact tracing. Um, you know, that 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 that's 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 tough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 hard enough. Uh, you know, just trying to do things right. And then some, you know, just some of the, you know, the stuff with our, our, I think our medical staff does a great job with handling, you know, handling the testing, handling the contact tracing, all that stuff. Um, and boy, you get people that aren't, 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 aren't accustomed to doing it. And, you know, they can arbitrarily do something and it costs you a couple of kids. And uh, boy, it's, it's, it's tough right now. And, uh, you know, certainly I'm glad that uh, they got all that cleared up this past weekend. Uh, because that uh, obviously you know would have affected our game, so you know I expect I expect them to be at full speed. But you know we both have multiple tests still to go through. You know we had our first one yesterday. We've got another one tomorrow and another one Friday morning before we get on the plane. So uh, you know this all all this stuff that we're doing is just you know it's a, it's a lot. Yeah. You better have everybody on your roster ready to play every week. Coach, uh, last week UCF sort of, I guess, had to wait till their results and then the Pirate results came in before they uh, departed. John Gilbert talked about that Thursday uh, in, in the uh, Zoom press conference that we had uh, that you were on as well. Is that, is that the case for you this week in that you'll kind of have to wait yeah. until you – okay. So how does that change yeah, your normal travel 
you know, uh, itinerary? Well, you know, the, the, the Friday test went pretty quick last week, but uh, certainly we don't do anything together. We do not get together at all until all those tests are back. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you were to even meet uh, and one of those tests came back positive, I mean, you'd end up contact tracing, you know, who knows how many players. So uh, we don't do anything until all the tests are back. Um, you know, we'll still have a as normal Friday as we can. Um, you know, we'll do the test pretty early Friday morning. Uh, but you get those results back probably after the, the last ones are done. I probably had the results within 30 minutes okay. last week. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a rapid rapid response test. And then you guys hop on the bus, head to the airport, and and uh, and take off. I guess so. That's <laughs> it, yeah. It, we'll, you know, we'll 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 do uh, meetings and walk through uh, here first. Okay. Um, and then get that done, and then head to the airport. And that way, when we get to the airport, uh, fly straight to Atlanta, go straight to the hotel, have dinner, have meetings, go to bed. You know, it's going to be a twelve o'clock kickoff, fast start Saturday morning. So uh, we just want to get there and get a good night's sleep. Coach, uh, Coach Mike Houston with us here. Uh, you bring up the noon kickoff, uh, and you've discussed it some in the past. Uh, in this era, it, noon kickoff probably is about as good as you can, can hope for. It, 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 you know, go ahead and play the game hey, and get, get back, right? Yeah. <laughs> get up, get up, eat, get up eat, eat breakfast, pregame meal, whatever you want to call it, yeah. and uh, go to the stadium and go play. So yeah. uh, it, makes for a quick, it makes for a quick morning. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you – you know, our, our kids are used to getting up and working out in the morning and all that stuff anyway, so it doesn't really have a any kind of a negative impact on us. Yeah. So at least you don't have to sit around all day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Coach, before we uh, let you go, and we always appreciate your time uh, on Tuesdays here, uh, what would be the points of emphasis or, or keys for the Pirates this week? Well, I think, you know, improving the areas we struggled last week. So uh, better ball security, um, you know, better sustained execution, cut down the penalties, um, you know, would really, you know, really, you know, we're going to have to be, uh, you know, really match their intensity and physicality. Um, and really, you know, our guys, you know, go out and play to their ability level. Um, it's going to be a highly competitive game. Um, I would anticipate it's going to be, uh, you know, you know, I say competitive. I mean, it's going to be a pretty intense game too. So, Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be one, you know, where our young guys, they got to keep their composure. Um, you know, they've got to, you know, be able to, uh, you know, go, go back out and fight every single play and play at that high energy level. So, you know, you'll find out a lot about, uh, about your guys this weekend. Coach, uh, thank you as always for the time and, uh, best of luck this week at Georgia state. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you having me on go pirates. Thank you, coach Houston. Uh, Mike Houston with us, uh, here on the Patrick Johnson show, a timeout. We got baseball going on right now. Playoff baseball. They've let everybody in. I think one of the Greenville Little League teams might be in this tournament. Uh, We'll uh, run through some of those scores. Ben Byram also with an update of what's going on. Uh, Some uh, other things that we didn't really have time to get to there. I know it was a pretty wide-ranging interview, uh, but uh, we wanted to uh, save some of those for the comments that Mike Houston had during his press conference, which was uh, held midday around there today. And uh, more as we continue on, uh, including uh, including, uh, that... uh, well, it's something involving Marshall and ECU. Uh, we'll tell you about that uh, also coming up a little bit later on in the show. So stay tuned. Uh, the uh, Patrick Johnson Show rolls on with a little baseball chatter when we return. Oh, yeah.
Boys of Summer, Ben. My favorite. Well, you don't mind baseball. You just, we've played this song so much when we talk baseball. Yeah. It's, it's, that's it's a great song. Safe. It's a great song. I don't understand what you don't like about no, it. It's, it's a very awful. good song. It's terrible. No, it's a fantastic song. What does this guy Crank know it up about a baseball? <laughs> Is he from the <laughs> he UK? Talk about. <laughs> no. Pump it up. All right, so many, many moons ago, I, I did the uh, baseball championships. Uh, I forget which outlet it was for, who had the rights then. But one of the guys on the crew in the booth would always say, he was like one of the technical people. He would sing this song when they played it at the Mudcat Stadium. And it was... I'm sorry. Well, no, I was a li- I was I was with you the, on that then. I was a little... Eh, I didn't hear that again i'd be fine it's one of those songs uh, you appreciate as you get older i guess well i get well no I, that guy wanted to hear him sing it it was not good uh speaking of baseball the wild card round is going on i think they've let uh, a team in uh from uh the uh, korean baseball league into this thing that's how many teams are in it 16 teams eight in each league uh best of three wild card they're all being played at the highest seeds all three games so there's no travel uh bottom seven no, no, make that uh, ninth inning now. Stroh's one, Twinkies one. Houston and Minnesota there. Uh, it is uh, four nothing. Chai Sox over the A's, and that game is in the top of the eighth and just underway. The Jays and the Rays. Uh, ben, in a few minutes, will have an update on what is going on uh, with uh, the other game tonight. Yankees are playing. Uh, the Titans shut down their facilities. Apparently, three players tested positive. Other people on the staff tested positive within the organization. So they've shut things down, as have the Vikings. There are no positive tests for the Vikings who played the Titans as they moved to 3-0. and The Titans did on Sunday. Uh, but it doesn't look like anybody with either franchise is going to be back up and running. Titans play the Steelers this weekend, and there's talk that that game could get moved to Monday or even Tuesday uh, of next week. But uh, it already has been moved. Okay. Moved to Monday. It was moved to Monday. Okay. Well, that makes sense. If they're not going to come back till Saturday, it makes sense. Thank you, Ben. So Ben will have more on that. Um, we've got the uh, the presidential debate tonight. I'm going to say it'll draw bigger numbers than the baseball playoffs or, or even the NBA finals. It'll be a fun watch. You're going to live. That's tweet, all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> You're going to live tweet it, right? I, I might throw a few tweets out there. I, I tweeted during the uh, the Hillary uh, Trump debate. I made a lot Did of. You? I made a lot of jokes about Hillary. I, I said uh, she came in at a medical van. I had a lot of distasteful jokes there. Why? You have a joke book for well, that one? Because, well, like, at the time, like, I, there was, like. I know. Yeah. Yes, I know. I know. I know. It was a good joke, all right? It was, it, in context, it was a good joke. Hmm. Trump got his, too. <laughs> oh, you were an equal opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm yeah, equal rights. No, no, I got you. Um. Yeah, remember the controversy back in before the NBA season started all those many moons ago about uh, China and human rights and Hong Kong and the NBA, who has spoken out on social issues. 
but uh, not speaking out on on uh, the the issues in China, the human rights issues there. Uh, I heard an interesting story. So The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, is apparently he released a lengthy video endorsing the Democrat ticket, Biden and and Harris. I saw that. And the social media response was very negative. Like the comments was not positive. It was quite negative, actually. And now that may have changed since earlier, but there was an interesting story today that much like the NBA, the rock is kind of beholden to China because it's an emerging market for the NBA. It's an emerging market for the rocks movies. Apparently his movies do much better in China than they do in the U S they, and some of them do very well in the U S this is not to say that they did not. So that that's, I just found that that stick to sports tie in with the debates tonight, but I think the debate tonight will draw a bigger number than the game. One of the finals tomorrow by miles and miles. I do like the idea. My friend Morgan O'Neill's texting me. I do like the idea of a lot of teams in the playoffs. I'm just making a joke because there are a couple of teams with sub 500 records. Brewers. In Astros and Brewers. Yeah. But I think it's fine. I, I look, I like playoff baseball. Cubbies play tomorrow. Looking forward to catching that in the afternoon, a little bit before the show. Uh, one of the things I left out yesterday, Ben was, uh, on our weekend winter weekend worst was Florida state. Boy, there's some issues right now in Tallahassee. Uh, there's a lot of internet rumor that the seniors, some of the seniors are thinking about just shutting it down, not playing this season. I don't know if that would lead to, to something. It's not gone well there. They're on their third head coach. The way that, the the Jimbo Fisher thing ended for this group, not didn't end well. The Willie Taggart situation didn't go well. And now this, they're coming off their worst loss ever to the U. First time they've allowed 50 in that. Uh, we're going to have a pirate report. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, martial detail in that upcoming in just a few minutes. Uh, ben, are you ready to run through uh, everything going on? I'm ready. In the world Let's of go. Sports? All right. Ben Byram will stay off the Twitter, and he'll stay on the mic and tell you what's going on ahead of our pirate report. Ben? Thanks, Patrick. Ben Barham here for your 94th of the game sports update from college football. Notre Dame head football coach Brian Kelly ties their team's coronavirus outbreak to a pregame meal in an instance on the sideline where a player vomited during their game against USF. Notre Dame resumed team practices Wednesday after 18 players reported to be positive from the virus. From the NFL, the Tennessee Titans have shut down their, their facilities after there were eight new positive tests within the organization in their game against the, in their game against the Vikings. Vikings reportedly have also shut down their facilities but have found no positive tests. Reported that the Titans' upcoming opponent, the Steelers, are continuing the practice and are preparing for their rescheduled Monday matchup as usual. The Broncos have announced their new starter in light of the injury to Drew Locke, despite Simon signing former Jaguar starter Blake Bortles and having Jeff Driscoll play some snaps previously. The Broncos have decided to start former Boise State quarterback Brett Rippon. After being called up from the practice squad for the start, Rippon will be the ninth starting quarterback for Denver since 2017. Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard has fractured his ankle. In turn, Philly has claimed former Cardinals fourth-round pick Hakeem Butler off of the Panthers practice squad. The Eagles organization claims that they will convert the former receiver to a tight end to replace Goddard. And former Pro Bowl safety Earl Thomas is currently visiting with the Texans. Many league insiders claim that he will likely sign with the team sometime this week. The MLB playoffs have already begun with only one game left to play tonight as the Indians host the Yankees in Game 1 of the AL Wildcard Series. Two big-time aces scheduled to start on the mound as the Yankees will start Garrett Cole 
Canadian Shane Bieber. New York is favored in that matchup by six and a half runs. In the NHL, the league has crowned a new Stanley Cup champion in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Last night's Game 6 victory against the Stars marks the second time the team has won a Stanley Cup, their first coming in 2004. For your 94th the Game Sports update, I'm Ben Byron. When we return, we'll hear the latest comments from Mike Houston in today's Fire Report. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. Been a a tough situation for his uh, family. It was talked about today. Uh, Penix had uh, his... uh, and it was really sad. Uh, his his father. He tweeted about this the other day. Pass away, and uh, that is unfortunate. Uh, Mike Houston talked about how he had another uh, member of his uh, family, or, or of his extended family, I guess, a mentor that that passed away. Uh, ben, let's hit the pirate report open again. We'll start the pirate report here with uh, some interesting news. So. Play that beautiful. Oh, I, I should tell you now, we're looking at a 90% shot of rain tonight, but tomorrow's looking very nice uh, in the uh, low 70s for a high and a lot less humid. And that's kind of how it's going to be for the next several days. Temperatures in that, uh, you know, low to mid 70 mark. So that's very good. All right, let's uh, hit the pirate report here at 536. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. And on today's uh, Pirate Report, a few additional comments from Mike Houston. In case you missed it uh, earlier, we had uh, in our opening segment our expanded one-on-one interview we have with Coach Houston every Tuesday uh, during the uh, Pirate football season game weeks. Coach uh, exclusively here on the flagship of the Pirates 94.3 The Game and exclusively on the Patrick Johnson Show. Really the only show of, of record at, at 5 o'clock uh, in the top-ranked uh, sports show during that time, so we appreciate your patronage uh, very much. A uh, guy named uh, Keith Morehouse, and, uh, of course, this is the 50th anniversary of the aviation disaster with the Marshall football team leaving Greenville. Uh, Keith uh, has been involved with Marshall athletics his whole life, uh, pers- uh, personally and professionally, and uh, he is a, a TV sports anchor up in that uh, market, and uh, he was uh, here in town yesterday. I found out about this um, post the show yesterday, uh, but it, it heard that something like this might be happening. But anyway, um, we couldn't work out a time to get Keith on this morning. He was already on uh, our sister station, uh, WTIB, with Henry Hinton. Uh, but Keith uh, is going to be with us tomorrow. He's traveling this afternoon back to Huntington, so he's going to be with us this, uh, tomorrow. Uh, and we'll talk to him by phone tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show. Very much looking forward to that. Now, you might wonder who Keith Morehouse was and what he was doing here. And if you're unfamiliar with the Marshall team uh, 50 years ago, losing a game in Greenville and flying back to Huntington, and there was an aviation disaster, a fog, and uh, the plane uh, crashed and it killed everyone uh, aboard, including Keith's father, who was uh, involved with their sports information but also I believe their radio announcer and if you've ever seen the movie we are Marshall um, you might notice the kid in there that is uh, got the transistor radio listening to the call of the games 
that is the uh, the character based on Keith Morehouse, whose dad uh, died with the others on that uh, plane crash, November 14, 1970. So Keith was in town talking to some former ECU players. Uh, my good friend Jimmy Creech was among them. There were some others. Uh, Matt Maloney uh, really helped kind of orchestrate all of this. There's a nice uh, uh, video and, and picture of them uh, by the plaque at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium that was dedicated uh, 10 years ago, I believe, to commemorate the 40th anniversary. And uh, word that they're working to reschedule the game, I would imagine that's a later in the season possibility, maybe early December. Uh, nothing official on that, but, you know, that's, that's some of the scuttlebutt. Uh, so that's who Keith Morehouse is. His dad was involved. So basically stayed in Huntington. He's been part of, of different incarnations of their broadcast on TV and radio and uh, on TV news over the years. So tomorrow we'll have Keith Morehouse with us. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, ECU and Georgia State coming up on Saturday. Pirates taking the trip down to Atlanta on Friday for a noon game. Uh, let's visit some of the comments from uh, Coach Houston's press conference earlier today. Uh, the opening statement uh, by Mike Houston. You know, our guys were ready to play, really felt good about our preparations coming into the game, felt good about where they were Friday night, Saturday morning, excited to play, ready to play. Came out, started the game off obviously very well. Uh, opening drive, take it down, score, go up 7 nothing. Uh, you know, defense get, did give up a scoring drive, um, you know, to UCF on their opening drive as well, but then really settled down and played pretty solid for the bulk of the first half. And, uh, you know, I've talked about it, you know, numerous interviews, just, you know, said going to the ball game, you know, got a ball security is going to be big, turnovers is going to be big, the three turnovers in the first half. Uh, defense did a great job of holding them to only a field goal off those three turnovers. But, you know, the culmination, uh, I do think, took its toll towards the end of the half, did not finish the half very well, giving up a couple of scores there uh, quickly in the closing minutes of the first half. Uh, came out, they scored in their opening drive of the second. Um, and really, we, you know, we struggled to get back into the game after that. Um, a lot of bright spots. Uh, a lot of guys playing their first game uh, as a Pirate. Um, a lot of guys playing their first college football game ever. Uh, so, you know, lots of positives to come out of it. Um, you know, a lot of things to correct, a lot to work on. Um, but, uh, you know, still, you know, first game uh, under our belt, it's good to finally be playing football again. So, challenging game this week. Uh, Georgia State, uh, very, very impressive on film. Um, you know, I've known Sean Elliott for a long time, uh, going all the way back to when he was an assistant coach at Appalachian and I was an assistant coach at Lenore Ryan uh, and our paths have crossed numerous times over the years. Uh, so knowing him and kind of his personality, when I flip on the film, you know, I see a team that looks like a team that's in, you know, the coach has been there for a while, been able to build the roster. Uh, I think they play kind of, you know, his, his style, uh, very, very physical up front on the offensive line very physical up front, uh, defensive line, linebackers, uh, very aggressive defensively, um, you know, tall, rangy, very athletic quarterback. Um, you know, Brad Glenn, the OC, was also an Appalachian State guy. He was at Western Carolina when I was at the Citadel. So, uh, you know, they have the style of, you know, stand-up athletes there on offense that Brad likes. Dual threat quarterback, going to give us a lot of problems in the run game and the pass game. Uh, 
Coates is a, a very talented running back, older kid, runs with some power, has speed. Um, I really thought that, you know, they worked Louisiana Lafayette over pretty good for about three and a half quarters. And, you know, Lafayette broke a couple of long plays in the fourth to send it to overtime, was able to win it in overtime. But uh, I promise you that's one that they, you know, could kick themselves, you know, feel like they let one get away right there. So talented opponent uh, on the road, going to be a great challenge. Uh, you know, be a great test for our for our squad, and uh, I look forward to us having a good week of practice and being ready to play on Saturday. Part of dealing with uh, the Georgia State Panthers is dealing with their dual threat quarterback. He is Cornelius Brown. Mike Houston asked about that today. Obviously, a drastically different uh, you know offensive scheme than what we saw last week. Um, different quarterback than what we saw last week. I do think that you know the combination of you know Taji and Ryan. You know, we'll be able to you know get us ready for the game. Uh, so I do feel good about our ability to give our defense a scout look. But um, you know, it's uh, it's it's a deal where he's you know he's a talented athlete, just like just like Taji. So a lot of similarities. Mike Houston then asked about uh, his team's, I guess, belief in itself despite the loss uh, and the mistakes uh, against UCF. Where the mindset of uh, the Pirate football team is right this uh, moment. You look up and it's five and a half minutes to go in the half. And it was um, 13-7. You know, it was 10-7 so much in the first half. You know, if you could have had, you know, if you could have, you know, avoided those turnovers, if you could have gotten to the half uh, like that, it would have done so much for confidence going into the half. You know, when we watched the game uh, with the players, um, you know, I watched it with the linebackers and Coach Harrell Sunday afternoon. And, you know, we had enough time to get to about that point before practice. And we cut it off, and I was like, you know, the last shot was the scoreboard. I was like, what do you think? And, and Xavier was just like, you know, it, it, didn't, it didn't feel like we were that close. And you were a one-score game right there. So I do think getting over that confidence piece is a big factor, uh, you know, for our older guys, for our younger guys that's getting the experience. So I just think having some positive um, results, you know, game in, game out, you know, series in, series out, uh, you know, having us be able to put it together, hopefully for a win, uh, you know, where you win a tight game and ha- and make plays down the stretch. I think all those things are critical to the development of our team. We asked uh, Coach when we talked to him a little earlier this hour about uh, kind of some upon further review after studying the game, fi- uh, the game film. And uh, he was asked that question in a little more detail as far as was it so much busted plays on the Pirates' part uh, or was it UCF just making plays? Mike Houston answering that question earlier today in his presser. You know, you had you had the plays like um, Jaquan McMillan down the, down the left sideline on number six. Uh, great coverage. Or excuse me, it was on uh, number one, the, the kid from Oklahoma. Great coverage. Uh, jump ball. You know, Jaquan goes between the hands and has it, you know, look like he, I was expecting the ball to come out kid makes a great catch, you know, so that's one of those things where, you know, Jaquan played it well, you know, coach Ellis is going to give him one or two small things he could do to play it better, but that's pretty good coverage, you know, so that's a situation right there where, Hey, great throw and catch. Congratulations. Move on. Um, you know, the touchdown when it's uh, 13, seven, they're going really, really fast. Um, you know, we're not quite set. They're not set. Snap the ball touchdown right there where the safety gets beat you know our safety just you know he was not in the right coverage um 
you know, she had, you had a little bit of both. Chris Willis, uh, grad transfer from Appalachian State, not seeing any time against UCF. Back on the depth chart this week as the uh, starter, potentially. And uh, Coach asked about that. Listen carefully, a very succinct answer. We're hoping. So, I think, I think good chance. We'll see. And then uh, Mark Lindsay, uh, who's been uh, with Pirate Illustrated covering ECU for a number of years, uh, asking about Darius Penix's uh, situation right now. Penix uh, tweeting yesterday that he had lost his uh, father. Uh, and so our condolences, thoughts, and prayers to uh, Darius Penix, his family, and uh, certainly uh, everyone uh, around Darius at this time. Uh, Coach Houston discussing that uh, and discussing it rather poignantly. You know, just really, you know, feel for him and his family. Um, you know, I told him it's been a year and a week or so since my father passed. Uh, I'm 48 years old. You know, he's, you know, 21 years old. You, you shouldn't, you know, you hate seeing someone go through the loss of a parent like that at that age. And he's doing okay. Um, you know, I've been in con contact with him constantly. He is back here with us right now. Um, it's, uh, you know, we're going to try to support him uh, and just be there for him and just take care of him, you know, as a human being. Uh, with anything and everything that we can possibly do this week and in and, and the weeks to come. I mean, that's the, that's the other thing is, you know, everybody, you know, kind of checks in on you when something like that happens, but two or three weeks down the roads when, you know, sometimes that sets in, but, you know, he certainly had lost a mentor of his uh, late this summer and then to lose his father this past weekend. Um, he's had a rough couple of months. So, um, you know, we're all praying, praying for he and his family and just trying to do everything we can to support him. Uh, you know, right now through this time. And uh, certainly we echo those sentiments. Our, our, again, our condolences uh, to Darius Penix and uh, his family during this uh, tough time. Uh, it has uh, certainly been uh, a lot for Darius Penix to work through with the injury, but uh, more importantly, life issues over the last uh, year or so. And uh, he uh, is, is, a, is a really nice young man, and uh, we certainly hope that he can uh, uh, find the strength and uh, the faith, have the faith to get through this uh, uh, really, really sad time. Uh, that is uh, your Pirate Report. Of course, uh, ECU and Georgia State are taking on one another Saturday. Uh, we'll be on the uh, air with uh, coverage beginning at uh, 9 a.m. with our Pirate Game Day countdown driven by Doug Henry Automotive. I got my Doug Henry. Terrence Copper and I will be bringing you that. Game coverage begins at 11. It's the exact same schedule as last week. Game coverage begins at 11 with the network. Hear that game right here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the Pirates, and the 100,000-watt flagship home of ECU, 107.9 WNCT. After network coverage right here on 94.3 The Game, uh, the no-quarter post-game show, Trent McGee, anchoring uh, that coverage for us here on 94.3 The Game on Saturday. So uh, the Panthers losing their game last week because of the mistaken testing. Uh, Mike Houston talked about that with us. And obviously, it's very frustrating. You feel bad for those kids. And you feel bad for Charlotte, a 49er program that had already lost a game against UNC. And then UNC schedules Western Carolina yesterday. So they're not going to get that game back. And then they lose a home game against uh, Georgia State. So, um, it's, just, it's kind of the modern-day era that we're living in.
with uh, all of this COVID. You can uh, find yourself in a situation where uh, contact tracing or a misread test could uh, wreak havoc on a given football week. And, I mean, that affects so many things uh, just on our end. I mean, all the work we put in uh, on our coverage and um, not that it's about us, but, you you know, obviously we're geared up and ready to go to bring you the story of pirate football and, and you know, God forbid something like that happens uh, where they have to bang a game and, um, you know, that does create some problems. And, again, it, there's some scuttlebutt that the effort is being made to reschedule that Marshall contest in December. We'll see. Uh, Keith Morehouse again tomorrow with us to talk about the documentary uh, that he is working on from the Marshall perspective. He was in Greenville uh, yesterday, and uh, we we chatted this morning with him. He was on Talk of the Town this morning, but we'll bring you uh, our interview with him uh, tomorrow when he joins us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, More to come. Stay with us. ECU football on 94.3 The Game. Because you can't spell Pirate Game Day without us. Oh, yeah. We're pumping you up pregame all the way through the final whistle and beyond. Right here on the Pirate IMG Sports Network. Get your ECU football fix thanks to our IBX Media Pirate Partners. Transportation Impact, Moore's Old Time Barbecue, Fantastic Sam's, and Caribsy. We are the Pirates of ECU. 94.3 The Game. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. The Dusty Baker-led Astros have scored three. They plated three in the top of the ninth. And they lead in Minnesota 4-1. As uh, that game is three outs away from the Strohs, one of two losing record teams in the MLB playoffs, uh, taking game one of the wild card series. Uh, Looks like the White Sox have wrapped it up or close to wrapping it up, 4-1 leading at Oakland. And uh, still scoreless in a game that was moving kind of right along swiftly. With uh, the Blue Jays and the Rays down in Tampa. Nobody there, but that's, you know, that's kind of the way it is in Tampa. Nobody shows up to those games anyway. We, when uh, we lived in Florida, we went over to the Gulf Coast one January for like a vacation uh, weekend. My now wife and I did. And we drove over there and we were listening to Fat Boy Slim. Ready to go, Ben? Yeah. And you just drive through this neighborhood, and all of a sudden, you're there at that hideous Tropicana Dome in St. Petersburg. There's like a super giant parking garage just in the middle yeah. of this neighborhood. It, exactly. It's, it's like, oh, right it's a there. baseball stadium. Whoops. You've you've seen them before, yeah. So, I mean, it's right there. It's, it, it, it's, And, I mean, it's not like there's a lot of nightlife or restaurants around it, unless they've changed it. So, uh, Thanks to Mike Houston, Keith Morehouse tomorrow. Ben Byram, his, uh, thanks to him as well. Also, the ref. Intern Philip, Patrick Johnson Show, we'll see you tomorrow uh, to talk more about the American.